Hello everyone and welcome to the Game Speed. This is a this is a podcast for people who like gaming and maybe not have a friend that they can talk and discuss gaming related news with. As always, my name is Hui. I'm the host of the show. And for people who've been listening to the show, you know that sometimes I'll have a guest on the show, and other times it's just going to be me by myself. And on this week's episode, which is going to be episode fifty-four, um, yeah, I'm I'm so um, glad that I'm that I'm able to um, to introduce you all to uh, a friend of mine that uh, going to help me discuss about the uh, if you have been hopefully you haven't been living on a rug, but if you've been following some news in the gaming industry lately, you would have known that and, and read about that Microsoft have just acquired like they're, or they're definitely in the process of acquiring uh, Activision Blizzard, which is I think probably top five biggest news of all time in gaming uh, industry. It, it, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, so to help me just uh, talk you all about uh, the, the news and just going through the uh, specific details, I I thought I needed someone who, who really knows a lot about Xbox more than I do. And um, that's why I, I, I brought my, invited my friend uh, Bjorn to the show. And uh, Bjorn is someone that I... We, we actually uh, studied the same thing at university. Uh, when I, back at my time, when I uh, was still a student, it was called learning and experience technology. I know these days it's called gaming or something. Isn't that right, Bjorn? Gaming? Uh, it's called a gaming, uh, gaming and learning technology. I think it's called it today, yeah. Yeah, gaming and learning technology, which is, I think is actually a, a more fancy name. It's more, I think, appealing, uh, at least for me. But uh, yeah, so you just uh, heard uh, Bjorn's uh, voice. And uh, yeah, Bjorn, um, why not just tell the listener a bit about yourself and uh, like, what's your relationship with gaming? Yeah, I remember my name is Bjorn and I'm uh, 27 years old. And uh, for a living, I work as a civil engineer in uh, Copenhagen uh, as a test specialist. So uh, as very gaming related, I'm sitting very much and testing uh, products and uh, quality sure that things are prepared before they are getting released. Um, I've been an Xbox gamer since 2005, once uh, back in the day when my parents they got me an Xbox 360. Uh, and I actually went from a PlayStation 2 back then. I was like, what is the Xbox? I, I don't care about that. Just give me a PlayStation. Yeah. But, but then my, my father, he gave me an Xbox 360. And I was just sold back then. It was just amazing graphics and everything. Um, so I've been in love with gaming and online gaming since then. Uh, so and I've always been an, an Xbox gamer. Um, and I always, uh, I always acquired the new con- console on release day. I, I never miss a release day when I, a new Xbox comes. So um, I can definitely tell I'm, I'm one of the more hardcore Xbox fans. Yeah. yeah so gaming why... for me is... Sorry, sorry. So yeah, yeah. Gaming for me is an everyday thing, you know. It's the it's the thing I do when I cope off. I really like to follow the news, and uh, I'm a man like you, Hoy, that loves technology. So we, I like the way we're going forward and looking in, uh, looking into the future and see where gaming goes because it's very exciting. The times we're going into gaming is is the biggest media in the world right now. So it's we're going into very interesting times. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, game industry is just uh, a sector that just keeps growing. And that's, uh, we see that every year, right? Like, like more and more people are able to play games if it's on Xbox, PlayStation or mobile phone, right? Like so many people, like there's so many ways to play games these days. And um, just going back to what you were saying, right? Like, it's so nice that you're such a hardcore Xbox gamer where I'm more like a PlayStation guy. But uh, like, actually, like, I, I'm definitely planning on buying an Xbox Series X, but as you know, with the, uh, the microchip uh, shortage, um, 
it's kind of impossible to to get your hands on on an Xbox Series X unless you want to pay uh, overpriced for the machine. Mm. So so the plan is definitely I'm I'm going to wait it out. Uh, hopefully maybe uh, this uh, this year's holiday I'm, I will be able to get my hands on the Xbox. So uh, I want to I want to get some uh, I want to get some uh, first hand impression with the uh, uh, infamous Game Pass. But uh, that's another thing that I that I hope that we can talk a bit about in this episode as well because as a PlayStation gamer primarily like for me like the concept of having a netflix like subscription for games is just uh it's crazy and 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 in my head like business wise i don't know how they can <laughs> make the machine keep turning around but but like the biggest news that we're going to talk about kind of says something about how big how deep microsoft pockets are and i guess it really doesn't matter to them. Like, I don't think they, I think for them, like Game Pass is just like a long, long-term investment. And, and that's why, um, for me, at least, it could be interesting to talk a bit about that in, in a little bit. But yeah, Bjorn, uh, like, this is like a, seg- seg- a segment that I usually have in my uh, episodes. And that's uh, that we just talk about some games that we playing like in the last week. And because you're the guest of the show, I just wanted to ask you, Bjorn, have you been playing any interesting game uh, this uh, past week? Um, not not any newly released games. I, um, I've been playing Apex Legends. That's one of my go-to games when I just relax for the evening. Uh, and I've been returning back to Dark Souls 3, actually, and uh, with some friends playing it. It's been a long time I've played that. Uh, but that's almost because I'm looking forward to Elden Ring. That's just released next month. Um, and I, I just went to YouTube uh, last day to watch some preview on the game, and I just got very hyped for that game. So, uh, so yeah, Dark Souls Three is on my list right now. It's it's an old, uh, old fun uh, carousel to play, a roller coaster, if you could say that. Um, so, um, yeah, that's that's what I'm playing right now. There's nothing specific like hyped game right now, but Elden Ring is definitely on my hype list for for upcoming games. I'm going to looking forward to. Yeah, I have uh, another good friend. Uh, his name is Kasper Porska. He's been on the show a couple of times, and he's also a big uh, Souls fan, and he's. Uh, really looking forward to Elden Ring as well. Um, I just have to ask, Bjorn, like, have you been playing the other, like, past uh, Dark Souls game, and have you completed any of them? Uh, I only played Dark Souls 3, uh, and I am a huge fan of Sekiro. I have all uh, achievements in Sekiro from uh, oh, software. Wow. I really... That's one game that really took me by storm. Uh, I really like the fighting mechanic in it, and, and the story and everything about it, so I'm, I'm a huge Sekiro fan. Uh, but I never played Dark Souls 1 and 2, and I actually don't know why I haven't. Um, I think it's most about the struggle that you know when you're playing a Dark Souls game, there's a lot of time you're going to die and repeat, die and repeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you really have to have the right mindset, specifically for me, when I'm going into a game like that because I know I'm going to be frustrated and I'm going to take time to learn something new. Um, maybe one day I'm going to play Dark Souls 1 and 2, but uh, it's not been on my list. Uh, I really, really like Dark Souls 3. Um, and now Elden Ring has come and yeah, so, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm no plans about the future to play those games again. Um, I think if they release a remaster of, of Dark Souls Two and maybe upscaling Dark Souls Three, then I maybe should take a whole playthrough of it. But right now, there's no plans of it. And and you said you've got all the achievements for Sekiro, which is mm-hmm. it, it's definitely some like an impressive feat. I would have to say I haven't played the game myself, but I just gotta ask like really quick, like how difficult do you, would you say Sekiro is? Sekiro, uh, definitely the most. I think it's the most difficult uh, game among the From Software games, specifically because you can't play co-op. Uh, normally, it's it's a good uh, it's a good 
helping mechanic in Dark Souls universe that you can actually summon a friend to help you if you're stuck for a long time. Uh, Sekiro doesn't offer that uh, luxury, so you have to, you really have to um, to try a long time. But I think Sekiro is is a game where you really have to listen to the mechanics. It's not you cannot just walk in there and, and play Barbarian because then you will be easily slaughtered. Yeah. Um, the best way I actually can describe Sekiro is it's like a dancing game. You have to follow the rhythm of every boss. They do something specific, have a specific moveset and everything. And once you understand the true hardcore mechanics about the posture system, about the attacking system and everything, uh, it, it becomes very, very great because you really, you were enjoying it because you now, hey, it's more like a sword fight you have with the boss and not just a hack and slash that Dark Souls maybe can be uh, feeling about sometimes. Um, so I really like this kind of thing. You're getting deep into this fighting mechanic. Um, it is it, it is difficult until you crack the code, but even when you crack the code, it's difficult because there are some bosses in Sekiro, uh, especially the last boss has been um, it's been honored as one of the hardest bosses in, in gaming history. Uh, he's he's specifically he's on top ten list at at least. Uh, so it takes some time, uh, and I I have I know some friends who cracked doing their first playthrough uh, mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah. So it is difficult, but for me now, it's just, I can go into the Sekiro and just enjoy it and, and just relax now because uh, when once you crack the code uh, and really have a feeling for the system and everything, it becomes actually very enjoyable. And if you really get the system, you really like these fights because it feels like an intense sword fight uh, uh, when you can block and posture it correctly. It's It's a very great game, it's but it takes a long time. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and it sounds like you definitely mastered the uh, game mechanics of uh, Sekiro. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, if you got all the achievements, that's just uh, one evidence of it. But the other thing is also that uh, Form Software also released a game called Bloodborne, mm-hmm. which is uh, mm-hmm. only for the PlayStation consoles, and and that's mm-hmm. like a more it's a more fast paced uh, Demon Souls. That's mm-hmm. how I would describe it. And I totally like I I never really completed uh, any of the Dark Souls game, but Bloodborne was just, like, fantastic. And that's why I'm interested in, in, in trying out uh, Sekiro, because it's, like, way more fast-paced than, than Demon Souls or Dark Souls as well. Uh, but, you know, uh, I don't know how much uh, it's going on at, at Xbox sites, but, like, third-party games, like, next month is just crazy. Like, we have mm. Elden Ring, which you just mm. mentioned. We have a game that I'm looking very much forward to. It's called um, Sifu. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, it's like uh, a, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but it's like a brawler. Uh, it, it, it's like time exclusive for PlayStation, but then it's going to be on an Xbox. And then we also have Dying Light 2. And we have like Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West. So it's going to be a very jam-packed month uh, for, for gamers. either. And that's uh, regardless if you're on Xbox or PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it seems like 2022 is, is uh, gearing up to be a, uh, just an incredible gaming year for everybody. Uh, but uh, yeah, like so... I've like the last week I've only been playing uh Doom Eternal. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I, I only heard good thing about it and uh it's it, it's it's fun. It's it's great. It's uh, everything that uh, the first one did, but just improves of it just everything. And it yeah, it's it's difficult. It's a difficult game and mm-hmm. I like how the game when you boot the game up for the first time, it like you like you uh, kind of see this matches a message which is just which says like um Doom Eternal is meant to be a challenging uh, experience, but it's on purpose because once you kind of get past that like hurdle, you will feel like the demon uh, Doom Slayer, which is kind of the purpose mm-hmm. of the game. And yeah, the the game is tough, but I I enjoy I, I enjoy getting my uh, my ass beaten. Um, so mm-hmm. that's actually the only game I've been um, playing this uh, this uh, this week. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I'm 
I'm looking forward to uh, like a couple of uh, other games uh, next month. But um, so yeah, there was just like the quick segment where we just talk like a little bit about what we've been we've been playing the last uh, week. But uh, hmm. yeah, let's just move on to uh, the the main the main big uh, news of this episode and uh, why uh, you're here as well. And uh, yeah, as I kind of uh, teased at the beginning of the show, like kind of like straight like from nowhere. Uh, Xbox kind of just announced that they, uh, yeah, they they've they want to acquire Activision Blizzard and also the mobile company King, which is behind Candy Crush, but that's not uh, relevant at all uh, in, in for our uh, conversation. And um, yeah, so for people who doesn't know, Activision Blizzard is the company that that's behind franchises such as Call of Duty and Blizzard uh, that we know uh, from World of Warcraft, Starcraft, and Overwatch, and also Diablo. So this is. This is like when when I read the news, it, like it was like at work, and I was just I couldn't work for like half an hour. I, I was like I had to process the news. I had to. It, it was such a kind of a, what do you call it? Like such a crazy thing to to read, uh, like out of nowhere. And um, yeah, uh, Microsoft will acquire the uh, the studio for. I think it was like. Uh, do you remember the number? I mean, it's, it's seven seventy billion dollars. It's it's a crazy amount of money. Yeah, and uh, just very quick to put it in perspective to Microsoft, uh, late like um, a purchase just before this one, they they bought like Bethesda for like what, seven billion. Seven seven million uh, seven billion dollars, I think. Yeah, it's around that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is like ten times <laughs> the amount of money that they've uh, um, used to to buy this company. And uh, yeah, I I just. So I can just only talk for like a PlayStation uh, gamer. Like when I read this, I was like, okay, does that mean that that I will not be able to play Call of Duty anymore <laughs> on PlayStation like moving forward? And then, and then Overwatch 2 as well. Uh, so I was just like concerned because it seems like the, the gaming catalog for us, for PlayStation gamers have kind of been limited in, 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 in some ways, first with Bethesda games, but now also with Call of like, like Activision and, and Blizzard games. Uh, but yeah, like beyond what what is your like what was your overall feeling when you read about the news for the first time? Uh, I think what mo- shocked me most was the price. <laughs> like, damn, that's that's a lot of money um, and a hell of a bold move they're making here. Uh, personally, I don't maybe have any personally relations to to Activision Blizzard. Uh, of course, Call of Duty is one of my games, but I've never been a, a World of Warcraft player. Uh, I've never been a, uh, a passionate Di- a Diablo player play as well. I played Overwatch uh, for a long time as well. But um, when I looked at it and said, ah, if they had really to buy a company, why should why buy them? Like There are so many other companies I wanted to buy instead. Uh, mm. But that doesn't mean it, it's a crazy move they're doing. And um, sometimes I'm thinking, as you said about the exclusive thing, about will Call of Duty not be a- available on PlayStation anymore? And I think it, it can be very difficult because it, it depends very much on the strategy of Microsoft um, because uh, lots of people out there are talking about, okay, it's, it's a very expensive move they're doing here, so they need to, to get the money back in so they cannot, cannot afford to put uh, a game like Call of Duty on, on Xbox only. Where, I, I, where I, too, I have to say, I think if they can afford $70 billion dollars I think they easily can afford to to be in Call of Duty to be an exclusive title as well. Um, 
but it very much depends on the strategy because it is in the early days and it's very difficult to say where they're moving on from here because we just know that they bought Bethesda last last year yeah and we know that's a game like the Elder Scrolls and Fallout uh, gonna be exclusive on uh, on the Xbox system uh, and on PC as well so uh, and uh, the Starfield their newer yeah, IP is coming to November which is the big new one yeah, I think they said will be exclusive as well. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I think it's an exclusive. Yeah, and you see, for me personally, games like uh, The Elder Scrolls Fallout are, uh, are bigger names to me than maybe Activision Blizzard games are, uh, even though the companies are less more cheap than Activision Blizzard. Mm. Um, so if they can take big names, you know, we know Skyrim has been living uh, in the gaming life, like since it was released in 2011, they're still releasing it yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. every year in the new edition. So, you know, it's pretty much still alive. As, as Todd Howard said from Bethesda, if you don't want us to release it, stop buying it. Exactly. But people do not stop buying it. Yeah. So they continue. So uh, so if Microsoft can can make these titles exclusive, I'm definitely sure they can do that with Call of Duty and Overwatch as well. Um but they are going to do it in, in another way. And as you mentioned earlier uh, about the Game Pass, I think that is uh, that is the central business uh, focus Microsoft have right away with this uh, acquisition. Uh, I think it, I think it's based on Game Pass actually uh, when we're talking about the strategy here. Yeah, I think I think like a lot of good points, and I, I think you're right, especially with Game Pass, because it seems like Microsoft have kind of been planning their Xbox strategy around specifically uh, game pass the the couple uh, the last couple of years like everything is just about game pass and i think they've done a, a pretty amazing job because i think these days like if you just ask like random people who who might not be hardcore gamers but they they play a little bit of your playstation console game or whatever and you ask them like when i say xbox what do you think about and i think the the two first thing will be maybe halo and then game pass right like it's it's become such a a, a uh, well, I don't know the word, the English word, but it's just like when you think about Xbox these days, you think immediately about Game Pass, right? And and that I think that's that that's a big uh, achievement uh, from Microsoft. That that's how it people is. are perceiving the the console. And yeah, because I think you're definitely right. I think it's it's, it's all about Game Pass because with Activision uh, Blizzard, like they will get uh, access to uh, to uh, game developers such as like Infinity Ward and like a lot of really great companies that are good at creating these first person action games uh, but they already have like halo and and you know and and Bethesda are also pretty good at doing like uh, fps uh, first person sh- shooter games so so for me it was like why buy them right like what is it that, that they can like you like what is the unique thing that blizzard uh, activision sorry activision blizzard can bring to the xbox catalog and yeah, I, I, of course, Will of Warcraft and then Overwatch and then Blizzard. Just their catalog is is very unique and, and well uh, well loved. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's just about Game Pass. It, it's about giving more value to Game Pass, and, mm. and and kind of making that like even the uh, a bigger and, and better deal that, that it already is. Um, but yeah, another thing that I think is interesting about this uh, purchase is that Phil Spencer, I think Phil Spencer have been saying that with this, they also like, they really want to kind of change the, the, uh, the work environment in uh, Activision Blizzard. And I, and I think this is one of the, hopefully the, the very positive things of, of this uh, uh, purchase that, that uh, like, yeah, like the work environment 
will, will be better for the employers. I don't know what you think about that. I don't think it's a, it's a secret that a company like Activision Blizzard are going downhill right now when they reveal their strategy plan for Call of Duty. Like, we want to release a game every year. Like, I was thinking this this is not going good because, you know, it, it, it it's just they are so clearly clearly telling people out there that they want to focus on quantity and not quality and i think most game was just like a quality game and quality takes time to create mm-hmm. and when they have specific free companies to create a call of duty game they have the raven uh, treyarch and they have infinity war to creating the same franchise game so also sledgehammer yeah and sledgehammer yeah. as well so you know it's it's it becomes too much you know yeah. Uh, so I think that that's one of the good things about uh, Microsoft acquiring it. Like, and I think they have already said. I think they said uh, for some days ago, they said they want to stop this kind of release order for Call of Duty because it's it's not going to go go anywhere good. Um, so that's one good thing. Uh, Activision Blizzard has been has been lazy. You know, uh, the same thing about Overwatch Two. We've been waiting for it for a long time now. I think it's been too long time. I think a game like Overwatch 2 should have been released two years ago, at least, uh, because it's a very hyped hyped uh, universe, and I really like the story about it and the characters and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's so damn sad it takes a long time to create a new world uh, or expanding the world in a new title. And so... Well, and, and from Blizzard, right? Just uh, sorry to interrupt, but, but Blizzard are kind of known for... They don't release anything before it's, like, perfect. That's why it takes yeah, well, a long time, right? Well, yeah, it, it takes a long time. But I actually read an article uh, yesterday about uh, some hot or some close to uh, to Blizzard said that they were wasting a lot of time on nonsense expansions to Overwatch One, like uh, theme events and everything, instead of actually focusing the manpower on Overwatch Two. Especially we've been in COVID times, where COVID have been uh, has slowing the process significantly uh, for the game development. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, of course. But it, as you said, it's a good thing to wait uh, until the game is perfect. We don't want a lot of bugs and everything. So that's a good thing. But still, it, it, it's a long time they have been waiting, especially when they already have the platform. I don't think they should change uh, the Overwatch platform uh, and, and the engine they're actually using. I think it's actually good. They just need to upgrade it a, lit, a little bit, of course, with the graphics and and all all over. But they don't have to create a new engine, at least. So So... Uh, there we already are saving a lot of times. They already have a universe. They already have stories and characters. So they just need to create the environment. Um, but it has it's been taking a long time, you know. And I, as I said to you personally, I don't have anything specific related to Activision Blizzard because mm-hmm. I think it, it it I think they are more close to 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 PC than they are to a console. Uh, when I hear about the games like. Yeah, World of Warcraft is yeah. a PC only game. Yeah. Uh, Diablo is, I think, it's more meant to be played on a PC, but yeah. it is released on, on consoles as well. But when I hear Diablo, I think PC immediately as well. And Overwatch is, is well, it's on consoles as well. But you know, the high end gaming league is on PC as well. And I think it's a more PC world than it is a console world right now. Um, when we're talking about the Blizzard part of uh, the acquisition of it. Um, but also an interesting thing uh, Phil Spencer mentioned is about the IPs that uh, Activision is actually have, and he was referring back to nine uh, to the nineteen ninety five or ninety six about an old old RPG called Hexen. Hmm. Uh, uh, I played it uh, on uh, Windows 90, uh, 
Um, and I was like, well, that's going to be spe- uh, special, uh, yeah. the mentioning of such an old game. So I think Phil Spencer sounded very surprised that they have so many games from the past they, they can renew and create on and, and build upon. So I think that's kind of looking forward to see where what they pull up. Uh, there are maybe some forgotten games there, some we 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 definitely haven't seen uh, all from right away. Yeah, and and just another another thing that's so interesting and so weird uh, as a as a byproduct of this uh, news is that now that Microsoft owns Activision Blizzard, they also own the official gaming rights to franchises such as Crash Bandicoot and Spyro mm-hmm. Dragon, which were two. Uh, very f- popular uh, games that that originated uh, f- on the original PlayStation, but mm. now Microsoft owned those games, and, and which means that they could technically make a new Crash Bandicoot and make it an Xbox exclusive game. And I think that's for me that that's why this news is so so crazy that that that's like the the world that we live in now. That um, that that's how the land is kind of. Uh, how it is another thing that i think uh, just going back to what you mentioned that phil spencer are looking at their like older game ips like i mm. think Guitar hero was also like an activation um yeah, it was. Uh, yeah and and so so we might see an, another yeah. uh, un, uh, like a uh, renewal of the franchise uh, of Guitar hero which I, I guess might be uh, interesting for some people um but but then the, but Another thing that you also talk about is the Call of Duty thing that they have like these three or four uh, different studios to that just keep pumping these games out. And um, I, I read an article about that they might actually move away from the annual release schedule and then actually give the Call of Duty some time because Call of Duty are very well polished games. I think I think the action segments of the single player are just incredible and really high production quality, but. But you don't really feel like the game are kind of evolving from one entry to to the next. Mm. So I think it, it it's nice to give Call of Duty some times. And of course, from a business perspective, I, I guess it makes sense that they would just keep uh, releasing a new game every year because, like, no, like regardless of how bad quote unquote bad reviews a new Call of Duty game gets, like it will still be the best selling game of that year. Mm. no matter what but that, that unfortunately that when you look at call of duty modern warfare was i think the best call of duty ever made the engine was so crazy i really love uh, everything about that game modern warfare uh, not yeah. the cheetahs of course in, in warzone but yeah. uh, i really loved uh, the game and then they came out with cold war and vanguard and like they they they're they, they not building upon modern warfare they are degrading it right now like why are we going back to something worse because when Cold War was released, like it felt more arcading, like fast-paced arcading. It was very rough around the edge, uh, edges. It was not, it was not smooth. Uh, it was not. It, it needed so much more. And when you do that as a franchise, you are de- you are you are destroying the franchise. Like Modern Warfare had the top of gaming. It was really really good first-person yeah. shooter. Yeah. And then those two games come out and nearly destroy the, the legacy of Modern Warfare. Like you should build upon Modern Warfare not tie, like building from a from another angle and that's the problem with have like four companies working on the same franchise because uh, we haven't we expect something better than modern warfare when they come out with a new game like you have listened and learned from this game mm-hmm. now build upon it and then the other games come out and like that's where you can see this is a big cash grab um because they're really selling a lot of uh, cosmetics 
for weapons and skins and operators and everything. And if you only get had them for one year, like I don't, I have some skins in in modern warfare. I really, I really, really like. But now they kind of feel useless because oh no, there's coming a new Call of Duty game. Now let's play that. And my friends went to that, and once they started playing it, they were like, we don't even want to go back to modern warfare because the other Call of Duty were so bad. Like, yeah, what is the future gonna be from here? Uh, and you stop believing the future for Call of Duty a little bit and. Oh, this is so so it, it's it's heartbreaking because they they had such a good standard with modern warfare it's heartbreaking to see the doing this so i hope microsoft are looking upon this and, and take it back to uh, to a good time yeah um because yeah. like well, what is it? it it it's like three different game studios that are making call, mm-hmm. call of duty games for activision blizzard mm-hmm. and and for from what i can kind of um, understand is that so one, like let's say Infinity Ward, they have three years to make a new game, and while they do that, the other two companies will, you know, release a a game uh, while they are making their own. Which means that it's like, yeah, so it's hard to build upon the the latest entry, right? Because it seems mm. like it's like three different companies that are kind of improving their own engine, and and mm. and and, that, and that's and that's why you, which is really interesting and and something I didn't knew that after Modern Warfare and then we have Cold War and then Vanguard, you you felt like the um, the quality of the game kind of decreased, like yeah, decreased from Modern Warfare because it's like different companies and they don't build upon each other's technology mm. and learning learning points. So I only think it's 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 good for gamers and also Microsoft if they give Call of Duty time to breathe and don't mm. just release a new game every year. And I think but, an, another benefit about that uh, strategy would also be that, let's say they take Infinity War, and they, mm-hmm. like that's the only studio that will create Call of Duty games, and the other two are freed up to do other things, right? Like, mm-hmm. like because I, it seems like every Call of Duty game developer are very talented, right? So they, why not give them the opportunity to do something else, like not just a, a first-person shooter, maybe open world. I don't know, but you know. The, they should kind of try to manage their game studios in, in a more interesting way. And and that's something that I hope that we'll see Microsoft do uh, moving forward. Um, I, I think they definitely are going to do that. And as Phil Spencer mentioned, if they're going back to some old IPs, I they'll definitely say they were reallocating some of these uh, companies to do other things specifically. Yeah. But, well, well, we have just seen Battlefield be released. And, well, they have used a lot of time on this game. That does... does doesn't necessarily mean it's a good game <laughs> so yeah. uh, so there are more aspects than just an annual release to destroy a, a franchise um hopefully but and when you look back on like the latest release from microsoft uh, halo infinite it was a very very quality game um they, it, it feel very much polished and and finished and if that's what microsoft are going to deliver uh, in the future from their games I'm, I'm looking very good forward to it because halo was a was a great game not finished when you look at the multiple perspective it was mm. it still needs uh lots of things to complete that but a single play experience was was very good um so if that's the quality they are uh, they are focusing on right now I'm, I'm 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 feeling pretty safe with microsoft until now but they have they still have to prove a lot of things to this uh give them some two three years time and we can maybe talk about how good this acquisition were it, both bethesda and um and Activision Blizzard, how do how do Microsoft cope with all these new game studios and uh, and everything? So we still have to wait a little bit to see the true potential of these acquisitions. Yeah, and and honestly, like 
like a, a part of me is 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 kind of worried that that Microsoft would go and next year buy Ubisoft or something, right? Like like you really mm-hmm. never know right now because like no one saw this coming, and uh, I really hope that won't be the case because I don't think it's uh, because like Microsoft are definitely starting to act a bit like Disney, uh, mm. which which can be bad and good, but um, I'm just I'm just worried, like like especially like for people who only have a PlayStation, like. And, and not even mentioning Nintendo, like they just lost like Bethesda and uh, Activision games as their third part third part uh, relationships, uh, but mm. but also PlayStation are affected in, in in that kind of way. So so I think you're right. I think we really have to wait like two or three years to really see how this is gonna how this deal is gonna pan out. Uh, one mm. thing that I will uh, just very quick uh, mention is that if if Microsoft are able to kind of uh, really well plan all their like just organize all their gaming studio that they like that they have right now i think it's around 30 or something that they have uh, right now if they can organize all of them to to fit a a release schedule which which is like you will see a own xbox exclusive game every two months like the next uh, in 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 three years time that's gonna make microsoft such a a big front runner in the um, console war, I think, for mm. a long time, right? Because that's what we've been seeing with uh, PlayStation and Sony in the mm. PS4 area, right? There was like this period where they just kept uh, pumping these like high quality first party games, mm. and Microsoft have like the amount of studios uh, <clears throat> to do this uh, in, in to to an even more um, mm. uh, what do you call it um, in in a bigger scale. Which is kind of frightening. If if they manage to do this proper, mm-hmm. it's kind of game over for other companies. That that's how mm-hmm. I see it, and especially with Game Pass uh, on this side as well. Mm. Yeah, well, we can say this simple business is business, and there are different ways to approach business in in this kind of way. And for a long time, it's been like who can create the best uh, exclusive games from their own studios. And we can uh, we can easily say that Sony had some some of the best uh, exclusive. I I really huge fan of God of War, especially the new one and Ragnarok that's going to be released. Uh, that's a hell of a hell of a game. Uh, and and Horizon um, Zero Dawn was a great game as well. Uh, and The Last of Us franchise and Uncharted. You know, mm-hmm. PlayStation has such quality exclusive games and. It's been a very big discussion, uh, specifically back in the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 era. Uh, it, it was all about the exclusive titles. And that's where the fight has been like, why should I buy a system? Like, should I buy PlayStation or Xbox? And, and one of the main reasons is, of course, the exclusive title. And of course, the other reason is, of course, where are your friends playing at? Yeah. Um, so I think, so business has always been on who can create the best quality games. Now Microsoft to create a Game Pass and really want to look forward to this one. But if you look on this perspective, like if Microsoft had to to create their own games and put it on Game Pass, they know, okay, that's going to be a long process. It will take a long time mm. before we can put something new into Game Pass and people will stop subscribe because, oh, we, we missed some new games like this. If we had to like cooperate with Bethesda, if, if they was not been, if they not, did not buy Bethesda or Activision Blizzard, but had to cooperate like with them with through deals. Yeah. Game Pass would become so expensive to to subscribe because mm. you know then Microsoft had to pay Bethesda and Activision Blizzard and like what are we paying now? Ten dollars, I think they're paying in 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 the United States, yeah. and and that's pretty much cheap. But you know if you had to subscribe for like Ubisoft Play, 
uh, and that's ten dollars, uh, you know, uh, as as well. And Microsoft, like, we don't want to expand or increase the price of the uh, Game Pass, but then who should buy Ubisoft to have this kind of a deal? If, yeah. if Microsoft had to pay for us, we pay ten dollars to Microsoft, they pay ten dollars to Ubisoft, like, they're not earning any money. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. So when a normal business structure is, if you want to earn money, you have to pay some money or uh, well, do something about it. And they just bought Bethesda and Activision Blizzard um, just to to focus on the game path because, as you said, they can frequently, in two, three years' time, maybe release an exclusive game in one to two months' time because yeah. they have so many studios. Um, so Game Pass is is the main thing here. Um and it, it has so many game pass has so many more potential uh, uh, that people are not taking in, into this debate. I think sometimes when they're talking about exclusive tiles and everything, uh, because game pass makes it available. I think we all have that one friend one and they release game comes like, Oh, I can't afford it right now. I have lots of bills and everything. So mm-hmm. now two friends cannot play together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here when they, it released on game pass, all your friends can play because you just pay this monthly fee and everybody can afford this monthly fee. $10 is not much. Yeah, it's I think, free for Netflix. Or, yeah, and yeah. I calculated it. If you have a one-year subscription on Game Pass, it is this, you pay uh, yearly, it's a, like 2.5 uh, released game you're paying for. Yeah. So if you know as a gamer, I'm, I'm going to definitely buy a free released game this year and I they may be coming on Game Pass. You already saved your money there. Yeah, plus definitely. hundreds of other titles that coming along with um so so game pass makes it very available also for families like if you have children as well and and you don't have to buy specific games for them like there's the whole package in in game pass it's so uh, crazy honestly like just the, the concept of game pass like that you could play the, the latest uh, halo game for just ten dollars Basically, mm. right? You just pay like a subscription for Game Pass, and then you have access to Halo and all the other first-party games. Mm. And, and that's, uh, I think, that's really something that, that a lot of people don't really appreciate. And, and that's why for me, it's so difficult to to wrap my uh, head around like how can like do Microsoft even get a profit for from from Game Pass? Is, is that something that you have some knowledge about, Abion? Like, do you know if this is sustainable for for Microsoft to to have Game Pass? Because, like, in my mind, it, it's just just it's just like they just keep losing money, like right now. But maybe I don't know in five years when there's like over fifty million subscribers, that's when they start to see the the profits from it. Well. Uh, it is a long-term process, and as yeah. you can see, Microsoft are earning uh, money from other perspective than just gaming. Yeah. Uh, and I think they know that, as, as I said, you have to pay something to earn something. Mm. Right now, they have around 25 million subscribers, and 25 million plus ten dollars. It that's a lot of money as well. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know the the calculations if they, it's going it's going up or down right now. I don't think they would make a business where it goes straight down in economy. I think it's still going up, but not much. Um, but as as it, it takes time to to reach that point where Game Pass is is suitable for everyone, but it brings people together. Um, it's a cheap uh, a cheap way for a lots of people to play new games without uh, casting out uh, a lot of price. Because they were talking about I think only a half year ago, talk about games becomes more and more expensive. Like it's a crazy amount of expensive, and new release game can cost. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that, that that's the other part of the equation, right? That 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 triple uh, A games are getting more and more expensive to develop, and it takes longer time mm-hmm. to release them, right? 
So while the gaming price have kind of remained the same for the last 10 years, with that in mind, like, again, like, for me, it's so difficult to understand, like, how can Game Pass benefit the game developers? Uh, but I guess they can if Microsoft owned the different companies. Maybe that's mm. that, that that's the way to go. But for other companies such as uh, Ubisoft or other third-party studios, I think for them it might be a problem. Of course, a lot of people would get immediately access to the game. And then mm. maybe through, through Game Pass, they will actually go and buy the game or buy some, I don't know, microtransactions through the game pass uh, through the game while having game pass but you know it's such an interesting for me an interesting question because it's really crazy because like over at playstation like we see that some games are getting a bit more expensive because that's how you have to like you, like this isn't sustainable in in the long run because like games are getting more expensive to make but then we have microsoft that are like just just pay ten dollars a month and you get access to all this great content um, I just think it's um, I think it's crazy how, how how Microsoft can do it, and and, and we kind of uh, heard like rumors about that PlayStation are now planning on on having their like version of Game Pass. I don't know if you uh, if you heard about this. Uh, PS Now is it called that? PS Now, yeah, PS Plus, PS Now. Yeah, we have play, uh, PS Now, which is like not as good as Game Pass at all. But that's kind of mm. like our current uh, service that kind of reminds uh, of uh, game pass but they will have mm. something called like code right now it's codenamed spartacus but it's like mm. j- the same as uh, game pass and then mm. hopefully we're gonna we're gonna hear more about it uh, very soon and and definitely this year mm. uh but yeah we, we gotta see how uh, how this crazy news is gonna pan out for for xbox um i think you already meant like talked a bit about it beyond but i just want to ask you just one more time like how do you see that? How do you see this purchase of Activision Blizzard kind of affecting Xbox going forward? Well, I think it's going to be good. Uh, again, it's going to be about their future plans for the company, but they have so much uh, manpower, if you could tell, say it that way. Um, they have a lot of studios, uh, lots of people to do it. They can create. They can, they can narrow down to very specific games. Like now, this is Call of Duty, maybe first-person shooters division, RPG division, uh, racing games like we have, uh, Forza Horizon games and everything. They have a racing-specific uh, place to create those games, you know. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they can go down and play, as you said uh, as well, a frequently released plan to, to create a very sustainable uh, release of games. Uh, so I think it's going to look forward, uh, very much forward. But but it, it's very difficult to say because right now even I did not I do not know what Blizzard's in uh, future plans was. You know we know there's a new Diablo coming and a Watch Two, but I think that is mostly it right now. Yeah. Um. So there are lots in the shadows right now. We we don't know anything about. Um. But but it it is it is definitely for a Game Pass they're doing this because. As as we mentioned earlier, it's not about co-op. If they don't have to cooperate, but Microsoft owns it, mm-hmm. they don't have to ask about anyone to to put this game on Game Pass. So they may, they there's more luxury to acquire Game Pass as well. And and one thing maybe we should talk about as well when we're also talking about this exclusive fight and Activision Blizzard and everything. How long time will we still be playing on consoles? You know, we are prototyping on cloud gaming right now both playstation and and xbox yeah so what about in 10 years time we don't even have a console anymore but just a subscription service to an internet uh place and then you play your game directly from your controller or anything you know um so you don't have to buy an expensive uh gaming system anymore but 
like just like Netflix, you just have to subscribe here, mm-hmm. subscribe to PlayStation, and then you can actually play on both platforms for, well, twenty dollars a month. You know, um, so that may be a perspective to look like at. Um, it will be easier uh, to play the exclusive titles because you don't have to afford these expensive systems anymore. Um, so that's another way to look at this exclusive war when, when we're talking about all these games to different platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've also been trying to to bring us together by cross-play uh, through like Apex. You can play with PS players and oh. uh, Nintendo Switch players and PC players as well and Xbox. So, so they have been trying to reunite each other in, in those third-party games where, 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 which released on every console and gaming system. Uh, so, you know, when we are talking about which, which title will be exclusive to Xbox, it's going to be difficult to say. Uh, I think it would be bad for business if, we, if Microsoft didn't make it exclusive, but like, because Call of Duty and Diablo and Overwatch are heavy hitters. Uh, games are populated among, among people. Um, so I think it will be bad for business if they didn't make them exclusive. Um, but they will also but, be missing out a, a big piece of the pie if they, they, they decided to make Call of Duty exclusive for only Xbox. At least that's how mm. I see it because like a lot of players on, on, on the PlayStation side definitely uh, play uh, Call of Duty and, and buy the game mm. like every year. Um, but then again, like when you uh, spend like what well, uh, like so many so many billions on acquiring a company, I don't think Microsoft think too much about missing out on a piece of the pie. I, I think they they as you said, right? I think they're just like we don't we don't really need that money, or or at least we believe in our strategy. We believe in Game Pass, and we don't want to put uh, Call of Duty on uh, on PlayStation. I don't, I don't know, man. It's but. It- that's also when you look at Microsoft and Sony as a company as well. Microsoft is it's a much bigger company. They have much uh, in the computer world. They are they are a top competitor to uh, to Apple as well, mm-hmm. and in the working environment. So they just more they are more sustainable in in many ways. Where where you look at Sony, if you're looking uh, in television branch, yeah. we know that LG and Samsung is is the the kings right now. Yeah. Sony is is not the front developer there. Oh, in the camera division, we still have something like Canon. Who is creating a great cameras as well? So, if you look on the business, how it's going for both companies, uh, Sony is maybe lagging a little bit behind in lots of their company eras. Uh, they also created this computer back in the day called Vio or something like that. Mm, and still, yeah. it was okay computer, yeah. but it was not a heavy hitter for them. Mm-hmm. It was not like an, a tremendous in, in a investment. Uh, they didn't have a great income. PlayStation is one of their biggest divisions uh, okay. where they get the most of money. Their biggest division, to be honest, and and just like a, a bit like a little funny thing is that even though Microsoft have now acquired Activision Blizzard, I think they are still behind PlayStation, like in the gaming industry. I think the rank is like Tencent, Tencent, PlayStation, and then Microsoft. Uh, but I think that's just a question of time before uh, Microsoft is going to overtake uh, PlayStation because. I think Sony's market cap, like Sony wouldn't, Sony couldn't afford to buy Bethesda. No, they 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 just don't have the money to do that. And 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 Microsoft could actually, in theory, buy Nintendo. I don't think Nintendo's going to do that, but they have the money, they have the market cap to, to to do that. Which is just to say how, how how much like how well it's going for Microsoft as a company. Um, yeah, but I think I think the future looks bright because uh, your Sony is is a game company 
that really knows how to make quality. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the way they make interaction. I'm a fan of their controller. And you hear that from my Xbox game. I had a PS4 Pro and I was just like, why do Microsoft never do these things? Like the controller, like it, it has a gyroscope in it so you could tilt it and vibrate with it. Oh, okay. It has uh, different colors. Um, even the PlayStation controller had a touchpad you could use in games and everything like that way. There were so many nice interaction in the PlayStation controller. Mm-hmm. I really wished we had on Xbox. Like, I think Sony, for me, are creating a quality gaming system. They're going very much into the to the user, uh, how they play, user interaction. Uh, they're creating quality games. We know that from God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, and everything. Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of their system, and uh, there are something PlayStation have that I wish we had. Even those uh, this new feature to have this kind of haptic trigger to have. Yeah. Yeah, on the new controller like why microsoft why don't we have it we still have that same controller from back in the day there's no new about this thing mm-hmm. i think we got a button to take directly pictures in our game like yeah that's, that's fine yeah, i can take yeah. directly pictures but yeah but come on look at playstation what they're doing with their controller so i think if sony should focus on business forward uh, continue on making these quality experience yeah yeah uh because they, they're really sharp on interaction and how they're doing it. I remember when I had bought my PS4 Pro and I played the, a remaster of The Last of Us 1. Suddenly, I took a kind of a recording in the game and mm-hmm. I started playing it. And instead of coming come through my television speaker, it came out of the speaker of my controller. Like, oh, that was fancy. Like, yeah. it feel like it was a little device you had taken and listened from. Even just that little interaction, I think like, oh, damn, it was so nice to... to to be, you know, surprised by that way, and the way it, the color chair on the controller chains when your health is low to high. Mm-hmm. So, so Sony has some really equality, and and looking the way they have created a console and the games, I think from a designing perspective, they are they are going very good. Um, but as you said, it is expensive to to always increase and design and build upon, um, and. Sony, of course, don't have the economy to buy uh, great companies as Bethesda and Activision Blizzard. So they they should, uh, from my perspective personally, should still focus on this quality because in the end, quality wins uh, wins more. I think, uh, of course, quantity says a thing because Microsoft have a quantity, yeah. have lots of games and franchises. That says one thing, but uh, it's in the end. I hope there's been a talking about if. Microsoft and Sony could they make a deal like okay we give you Call of Duty can you give us maybe God of War in our console and this way we can cooperate together um, that could be a good way um, but if you think on that strategy uh, I don't think Sony would like that because why would people buy our system if everything is on Xbox you know yeah so, exactly. uh, yeah so yeah. it no you're right like like right now the problem is like if I should if someone of like if, if one of my friends asked me Hui, uh, I only have enough money to buy either a PlayStation or an Xbox. I would say go with Xbox because like you buy an Xbox and then you if you buy Game Pass as well, you will get so much more value uh, from mm. from your money. Um, but but and and yeah, you're right. Like I think PlayStation should just keep going what they're doing now. Just focus on delivering high quality first party games. Don't buy. Mm. Don't go out and buy like. I don't know Ubisoft or something. Don't do that. Or Square Enix. Like, don't do that because I know if PlayStation do such a move, they will make everything exclusive for PlayStation. 
So they like because PlayStation, they don't, they, they, I don't, I don't feel like they're as open as Microsoft. Like when they have the chance to make something exclusive, they just do it. Like just, just look at like a Spider Man, right? It, like mm. Spider Man isn't like a, you know. It, I envy you so much for that title. I I envy you for Spider Man. <laughs> I miss Spider Man so much. It's so crazy, right? Like that's only because Sony. Uh, I think they own the like the uh, game rights. They, they own. They own. They own Spider Man. Sony yeah. owns the rights to Spider Man, yeah. even in the in the movie section as well. Yeah, exactly right. And then also with the upcoming Wolverine, like it's it. So so that's why I'm glad that PlayStation don't go go like go down in in downtown and mm. just buy a lot of uh, publishers because that will definitely mean that. That a lot of uh, gamers would be uh, missing out of on 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 so many incredible games because PlayStation would just be like, you have to I buy think, a console. But the way the business worked now, I was like, uh, let's talk about the Marvel Adventures game they released. Not a good game, but l- look at the strategy. Like uh, Microsoft or Sony are playing like, yeah, we're going to release an expansion. It's called Spider Man. It's only arriving on PlayStation, not on yeah, Xbox. Like exactly. we are paying the same amount of money yeah. for the same game. But you're getting more of it. Like back in the Destiny One day, they got exclusive weapons, uh, they got exclusive strikes and missions on PlayStation. Like, yeah. But on Xbox, we pay the same price. Yeah. But you you're getting more from it. I, this kind of exclusive uh, business, I think that's dirty business. Like, yeah, for sure. Why give more to? Then the game should be more cheap on the other system that's not getting it. Uh, I hope we. I hope we're getting away from this kind of business because it's it's just dirty business when you are exclusively. Like, and back in Cold War, there was a zombie mode only exclusive to PlayStation the first year. Like, yeah. why would you ever do that? Like, I pay as much as you do, but I only get half the experience. What is what is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, really, that's just dirty business. And Microsoft have done it as well on some certain points. I remember in FIFA, the in an ultimate uh, ultimate team, there were in a FIFA game that only Xbox players could get legends and something like that. It's just mm-hmm. dirty business um it, it's bad it's bad for business i would say yeah and no one wins uh, right like no one like no one wins it's, yeah as you said it's just bad for business and um yeah man it, it it's it, it's very interesting times and I, I like the the way this current uh console generation is going that microsoft and sony are doing two completely different things like they're not trying to do the same thing as was kind of the case with um the last uh, console uh, era uh, so we'll have to see how uh, things is going to pan out. And and you mentioned like uh, before that quality always, like usually always always beats quantity. Like we see that with Nintendo, mm. right? Like Nintendo mm. have some of the most beloved first party uh, franchises, right? And uh-huh. that's really what they live on, right? Like Animal Crossing, yeah. Zelda, Mario, and then you know. So yeah. So I think that's kind of the same route that um, PlayStation have to go, and then just. But also look on the look on uh, the perspective where where the companies are coming from. Microsoft is from United States. Like it's like buy it, have big things, have a lots of it, quantity, 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 and more of it. But yeah. Japan, it's a more about quality. You know, yeah. just look at the society. Like I think every year the train is only delayed like four seconds yeah, when you are uh, calculating all the delay. So Japan is noting uh, is, is an example of a country where quality means a lot of things, mm-hmm. uh, and that's where Nintendo and um, and Sony are from. So you know, yeah. so it's it's a very funny when you look at the game companies. It it's it suits the way of living as well. Um, so so you say they're going in completely two different uh, angles here, uh, perspectives, and I think that's going to be interesting to follow. Uh, and I hope the competition between them will be rich because competition is healthy. Yeah, they make them uh, push each other to new heights and get customers in. 
So from an Xbox perspective, I don't hope Microsoft will get too powerful and push them out of game mm-hmm. because competition is healthy. And you know, when when a company sits on only on on one thing, they be, tend to become lazy, and uh, it's not good. For, it's not good for anyone. So let's keep that good competition between those two companies. But it's gonna be when we look at Microsoft future, it's gonna be speci- very special and and very interesting to follow them. But also Sony, how are they going to respond to this? Exactly. How will they how will they increase their their way of of uh, intact with PlayStation, their companies. So I I I I believe we will see a bold move from PlayStation in the future, where they came with a like a new interaction, kind of only exclusive PlayStation. I know they have PlayStation VR right now. Microsoft did not focus on VR, but maybe in the future that comes kind of a new technology that just only on PlayStation, and that will maybe blow uh, their the way of interacting with game totally to new heights. Yeah, and and honestly, like just because uh, uh, talking as a PlayStation fan, I, I hope you're right. I really do. Uh, but I have to say, as a PlayStation fan, I've been following the uh, the company for for a while. Um, I gotta say that PlayStation are kind of in the uh, in a state that kind of reminds me of a PS3, which is not a good mm-hmm. time in, in in the PlayStation history because uh, right now the CEO of PlayStation is uh, Jim Ryan, and he. He's an older, older, older gentleman, and he doesn't seem like someone who plays game. And like he's just straight business. And mm. some of the some of the moves that they've done and um, lately is just very questionable. So that's why I really hope you're right that they're gonna pull something, pull an ace out from their mm. from, from from the sleeve and, and do something uh, uh, interesting. And, and you're right. Like I'm 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 looking forward to see what PlayStation how PlayStation PlayStation are gonna respond to this uh, big. Um, purchase that microsoft just did and very recently i think someone interviewed uh some people from playstation about the exclusivity about the uh, activision games where, where they where playstation people were saying like of course it's not going to be exclusive because they're going to uphold their uh, deal with activision blizzard but that's mm-hmm. that deal is gonna end at some point so i think a lot of uh, executives at playstation right now are kind of in panic like they're they're like guys what are we gonna do? Um, so yeah, we, we're gonna see what uh, what the future is gonna hold for both companies. But it's gonna be interesting. Mm. Um, and you're right; like competition definitely uh, is good for both parties for sure. Yeah, exactly. And and you also see how these companies are striking uh, uh, punches to each other, like in the day when who was going to uh, to tell something new or about the new consoles. Like then, uh, I remember the back when they were talking about PlayStation Five and and xbox series x like uh so microsoft i think i think they went out first and telling hey here's a new console and playstation were there very quickly after and you know they're really responding to each other and that's why this deal between microsoft and activation has been so silent like it comes as a blow mm-hmm. and i think that that is that is uh that is a strategic thing for microsoft because as you said maybe the executives in, in play in sony are in panic because this massive blow just came out of nowhere like yeah. Uh, I think Microsoft, like typical Americans, we like we like a great entrance. Um, yeah, yeah. When it comes to the big scene, so um, it striked. Uh, it will strike a heavy blow on them. But uh, yeah, again, that I hope I hope the Sony will cope from this and and really come out with something uh, spectacular next time and 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 push back with a new perspective. Again, it pushes a forward technology, uh, the way we approach games and everything. So hopefully, we're getting some 
fancy new tech uh, yeah. soon from Sony's perspective. Yeah. Um, I really wish I could afford, hopefully in the future I can afford both systems because I've really been thinking about affording for PS5 and I think I would have had one if it's not been so difficult to get one. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we are like in the, in, like in, in the same situation, just opposite, right, of the spectrum. Uh, you want a PlayStation 5 and I want an Xbox Series X, but it's just not possible to get one so these days. It's so difficult to, to get your hands we, on one. We can, we can thank COVID uh, for some of it, yeah, uh, sure. delay some and everything like that. But the future looks uh, bright yeah. for Microsoft right now. I, hope, I know Sony fans are... And PlayStation fans are uh, in a little trouble right now, but I think they will. I think they will find something, uh, a new strategy here that will uh, that will take in another perspective. Yeah, and, and and if not, then I guess PlayStation fans just gonna buy an Xbox, you know, and that's only good for Microsoft. So, yeah, but well, Xbox are also trying to cooperate with PC. You know, I play a lot of Sea of Thieves, which is uh, exclusive to to Microsoft, and I'm playing uh, regularly with my PC friends on this mm-hmm. game. Uh, so they they are really focusing bringing PC and Xbox together and this kind of play everywhere anywhere yeah uh, concept like if you're on your computer you can continue your game if you on vacation or anything and you don't want to take your Xbox with you but just take your uh, your laptop with you or anything and you can continue play with your friends like it's a good concept they are creating here and and uniting these two platforms together um, so we. Well, Microsoft are doing some good things by bringing people together, like cheap gaming, Game Pass, uh, cross-play through systems. Uh, so, so they're really doing like this fam- family thing, bring mm-hmm. us together, so it's easier to play together. Uh, that's one important aspect, uh, aspect, and I really hope Sony do that as well. It, it should be easier to come together and play. So hopefully, we will see some more cross-play uh, online between those systems because uh, I, I have some PlayStation friends and I'm playing uh, Rocket League with them sometimes mm-hmm. and that and that, that I think that should continue the way. Even though we are opponents, uh, we should still meet in, in the middle sometimes with some of the games and just enjoy that we can play games together. Um, but again, business is business and it, it may it sometimes it can sometimes get dirty. So but I hope to remember that we still people and we still uh, enjoy to play together no matter which system we're sitting on um so on these third party games like uh, ea and ubisoft and i hope they just still still say we don't care which system we're just interested in that everybody can play mm-hmm. play the game but it's about the money the more the people can play together the more we'll buy it of course um but uh, i hope that will be a uh, one thing to don't forget even though it uh, exclusive title as well. Um, I don't think every title should be exclusive to Xbox. I know it's good for business, but but it it, it just makes things more difficult sometimes. Um, so so but again, it, it, there are goods and bads with with both decisions. Um, but no matter where where it goes right now, it's it's looking very interesting. Uh, but again, let's see which kind of games Microsoft can come up with now. I think that is. That is all it has to do now because if they're still creating shitty games, Sony, well, then they have nothing to fear. So Microsoft needs to show, okay, we have a lot of companies, but yeah. can you create quality games? Yeah. This is where it comes to down now. Uh, again, quantity doesn't win. If you have a lot of games, but they're all shit, nobody's going to play it. Yeah, exactly. uh, Not for a long time. So, uh, so Microsoft has to show uh, that Sony is strong at, and that's quality from now on. So, um, so your quantity is not everything. 
that's uh, that's all well said. And uh, Bjorn, with that, I want to first of all say thank you so much for for yeah spent uh, spending your time with me on on the show. It's been uh, it's been it was like it's it's been great to have an Xbox expert on the show to to help me talk about this news. It's been perfect. Uh, and then yeah, for everybody else, uh, first of all, if you are new listener to the show, this was the Game Speak. And if you like what you heard. Consider subscribing to the show. You can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Castbox. Feel free to leave any questions or feedback for the show. And yeah, leave a nice review, share it with your friends, family, and other people that you think might be interested in a cool little gaming podcast like the GameSpeak. And remember, the show will be uh, like a new episode will be out every week. So look forward to that. And yeah, Bjorn, just for for one last time, thank you so much for joining me today. It was it's been a real pleasure, and uh, I hope I can bring you back uh, again uh, in the future with when I have something uh, Xbox related that I wanted to talk about. So yeah, it's been a great time. I enjoyed it very much. That's cool, man. All right, man. Uh, bye, everybody. <laughs>